world in which we live. Thinking as we sang the song, I'll be a friend of Jesus. Of our seriously considering what we sang, the singing is to come from the heart. Singing is to be to God. We mentioned in the song that while Jesus was on the earth, he had no friend that stood with him at the cross. And that would be that friend to Jesus. And you think about what you're saying. He walked, talked, Encouraged, blessed those disciples for three, three and a half years. They were by his side all the time. They heard him, believed who he was, and yet then would deny him at the cross. We have not seen him or heard him not privileged to walk with him. We have his word to guide us. And we promise that we are going to be that friend, that as long as we are on this earth, Jesus indeed will have a friend. You sing from your heart. You mean it with your mind. And then now it's the living it out within the life. The Old Testament begins, within the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mind it very early, in Genesis 3, that after man sinned, that Jesus, or God, had promised to send a Redeemer for mankind. The Old Testament closes out with Malachi chapter 4 of the need to remember for them the law of Moses lest he would come and strike the earth with a curse. John begins his gospel That in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Genesis said, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. John reminds us that that also included Jesus, that He was there in the beginning, and all things were made through Him. John reminds us at the close of his gospel that he was writing that we might have life through his name. That we could find what it is that God would have us to do, be willing to do it, and be pleasing in his sight. A little bit later as John is writing this first epistle, The 
gospel wants you to know that you can have life if you will believe what the teaching is and be willing to obey it. First epistle of John is saying that you might know that you have eternal life. You've learned about who Jesus is. You believe that he is who he said he is. And that he's done what is recorded for us in the pages of God's word. And that you have been raised to walk in newness of life. And now you do have eternal life. But as a result of having this eternal life, in the reading this morning, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. He wants us to know what we have in Christ Jesus. That you may be assured that what you've heard, what you've read, what you've believed, what you've obeyed, and how you live in your life now in light of the Word of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. But it is based on some facts that we have in the pages of God's Word. One is that we are to believe. We are to believe that Jesus is the Christ. There is none other. He is the one that was prophesied. There is none other. That he is the Redeemer and that there is none other. This is a statement of belief that we must come across in our life to be convinced without any hesitation, without any doubt, without any second guessing. There is no other Redeemer for mankind than that of Jesus Christ. By our becoming a child of God, we have stated that that's what we do believe. And that's involved in the life, that he is the Son of God. We live in a world, and even in a religious world, sad to say, that have their doubts about both of those, as well as the third one, that he came in the flesh out of chapter 4 and in verse 2 of 1 John. It's amazing that there are those who want to claim a relationship with God. Who want to believe that there is, and even some of those now are beginning to doubt, that there is this place called heaven that is eternal. That is beyond this world, it's the spiritual realm. But we have those who have at one time claimed that they had to believe that Jesus was the Christ. And I've heard those in the religious realm who have stated very publicly 
and very boldly that Jesus is a Christ for others. He is not the only one. And they claim to be followers of Christ. And sad to say, it has filtrated even into the Lord's church. There are other ways. I've mentioned at times past that I've heard a well-known religious teacher quote John 14 and verse 6, quote it verbatim, read it out of the text, and at the conclusion of his reading made the statement, Jesus is a way, and there are other ways to heaven. He just read the text. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And there is no other way to heaven but through me. And didn't say there are other ways you can go to heaven. See, that statement is very exclusive. That statement is very limited. And what it has to say about a world's population that the majority do not believe in Christianity at all. And for them to then have to come to the conclusion that they then have no salvation. That to believe, excuse me, that, that he is the Son of God, that he came in the flesh and dwelt among men. God the Son left heaven, lived as a man on this earth, taught the way of God, prepared the way of salvation through the sacrifice that he would give upon that cross. And as he hung on that cross, as we sang in the song, there was no one there that was his friend. Do you believe that he is the Son of God? The bold statement. One's difficult to wrap your mind around, if you will. God, eternal, beyond our comprehension, the limitation is not there. He far exceeds a created universe that he has created. And we cannot even grasp that universe. And to say that he was willing to leave the glory of heaven and to come to this earth, which is described as the footstool of God, and to live as a man, to be a servant and the willingness to give his life as that ransom for our sins when the world would not receive it. We must believe that he is. To deny that he is the Christ is to make one is to make him a liar. It's hard. The world does not want to accept that, that he is the Christ, the Son of God. No salvation apart from Him. None. Regardless of who it is, regardless of where they live, regardless of what they believe, regardless of how they live their life, without Christ Jesus, there is no salvation. John wants us to know that. And wants us to, as a result of that then, 
to be willing, as we will see, to keep his commandments. If we deny that he is the Christ, there is no fellowship with God. God sent his son. If we deny that he is, then we deny fellowship with God. We deny fellowship with God. We have no place to go. This faith in Jesus is important for one to be born of God. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. He has believed what God has said and had obeyed it and responded to him. Our faith is necessary. The Hebrew writer reminds us in 11th chapter and in verse 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Paul in Romans 10 verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by this word of God. We have to have this faith that we believe that this is the word of God, that it is absolutely true, and without Christ there is no hope of an eternal life with God. We can overcome the world only through the one that lives within us. Go back to chapter 4 of 1 John and look at verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. We need that reminder. We have God in us. Christ in us. Spirit in us. What is in us is greater than that which is in the world. The world is passing away. One day it will cease to be. And God will still be, so he is the greater one. Do we believe that? Do we believe it to the point that we will follow what he has to say? And that we will do the thing that indeed he would want us to do? Paul would remind us that he wrote to the Philippians in the fourth chapter. And in verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do whatever is necessary. I can do whatever is required. I can make whatever sacrifices necessary endure every persecution that may come our way through Christ who gives us the strength. Ours is to be a life that is assured. A life in which we are convicted, convinced, and believe with our heart that this is the only way and that there is no other way for us to go. 
Loving God also involves this test of love within our life. Back in the Gospel of John, and in chapter 13, verse 34 and following, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also may love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Love one another as I have loved you. Understand what's being said. Catch a glimpse of that type of love. Christ so loved the world. One is that he left the glory of heaven. Two is he was willing to die on a cross for the remission of our sins. Three, he's willing to work with us so that indeed one day we could dwell with him eternally in heaven. How does your love for one another, how does your love for one another here compare with that love of Christ? By this the world will know that you are my disciples, by the love that you have for one another. As he had loved us. It's a lifetime goal, is it not? We're not expected to have that thing perfectly because we're imperfect. But we are expected to grow. We are expected to mature along the way. So that indeed we can be who it is that God wants us to be. Go back to 1 John in chapter 2 and verse 10. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. If we love our brother, then we're walking in the light. We're seeing who it is that the person is. One is we need to see it physically. You, I, the world that we see, that we have contact with, each individual is a person who has been created in the image of God and bears an eternal spirit. Each child of God is born again to be like the Father and like the Son and the Spirit. We have an eternal being now. Do we love each other as we ought to in order to be the children that God would have us to be? If we do, then there's no darkness in us. It's allowing, asking, believing, receiving God's help 
and are doing just that. Because it does not take long for us to realize without a moment's hesitation that there's not a one of us sitting here or standing here who is not a human being who has faults and weaknesses and who stumble on occasion. And we are to love as Christ loved us. We're to be patient as Christ is patient with us. We're to believe the best as God believes the best in us along the way. And we are to be obedient. Verse 2 of the reading. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. Keep His commandments. This is important for us. And so is the next phrase. And his commandments are not burdensome. You ever read that one and let it sink in? Keeping the commandments of God are not a burden. Loving one another as Christ has loved us is not a burden. Being patient with one another as God is patient with us is not a burden. Seeking the best in another and wishing the best upon another is not a burden. Forbearing with one another is not a burden. Willingness to forego something for the conscience of another is not a burden. As it was not a burden for Christ to do that for us. How then could it be a burden for us to patiently bear, encourage, to submit, and to obey those commandments that on the surface seem impossible? To men it is, but with God it is not impossible. And each step we take, we take it with the Savior and doing the will that he would have us to do. One step at a time, that's all it is. That's all we can do. One step at a time. And we grow stronger. And then it's one step at a time. And we grow stronger. You, again, cannot, do not, and would want not to live a life that is God-like without God and without Christ and without the Spirit and without brothers and sisters in Christ with whom we walk hand in hand towards that eternal home in heaven. It begins with the first step. Take that step. 
It may be to become that child of God, to repent of sins that separate you from God, acknowledge Him as His Savior, obey Him in baptism for the remission or the forgiveness of sins, be raised out of that watery grave of baptism to walk a new life. Or as a child of God, have we let the world begin to creep back in? Have we let human emotions begin to seep into our thinking about and towards one another? And we need to renew that faith and that commitment. To renew that desire to see each one as a reflection of Christ living in us. The life is not where it needs to be and you need to make a change. If we could assist you, if we could help you, then indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.